Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Definitely an exciting time to start the season off about our squad. You know, I think the beauty is that there's a lot of conversation about other teams, you know, whether it's Tom and Tampa or the teams that were really solid last year with, you know, New Orleans and San Francisco, Seattle and Philadelphia and Dallas with Mike. And I like where we're at as far as kind of flying under the radar, Uh, even though we went 13 and three last year. We got a chance to, you know, to prove uh, what kind of team we are starting the season now uh, on Sunday. And I look forward to the opportunity. Welcome back to the program, The Bill Michaels Show. We continue on. I'm Bill Michaels. Radio Joe Zanzola producing the program. Evan Heffelfinger behind the glass. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pillow Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. We'll talk more about that coming up here in just a couple of moments. And uh, bring him in now, Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette joining us on as Fridays and Mondays. And the season's back underway. And Eric, how you been? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, Bill. Thanks for, for calling. I appreciate it. I'm glad to have you on, as always. So I, I guess first and foremost, uh, I was thinking that the Packers were going into kind of a hornet's nest and drawing the Vikings for the first game of the season, U.S. Bank Stadium, and then it's going to be with no fans, and they're going to pipe in a certain amount of noise that's got to be limited, and the Packers have got a lot of familiarity while they've changed some pieces over in uh, Minnesota. They lose Hunter, one of their best pass rushers. Give me your thoughts on this game just from a general overview. I think, you know, first things, it's, I'm, I'm really excited just to have a chance to watch some live football. You know, we haven't had any of that, as we know it. Um, I, I think, you know, there's going to be a fair amount of unfamiliarity because there's not a whole lot of scouted looks. Uh, there might be some, some similar formations or, or the same formations that they saw last year, and some of the base stuff is going to be there. But I think there's going to be some wrinkles uh, on both sides that teams that, that, that the Packers and the Vikings are going to have to deal with. Um, and, and I guess the thing that I like best about, about chances for the Packers are when you got a young secondary and you're going to throw some unscouted looks and some, uh, some wrinkles in there that they haven't seen, um, I, I think the Packers are going to have the better opportunity there because they're going to have some guys that have been around a little bit longer and uh, may not be as surprised as some of them young guys over there in, uh, in Minnesota. The, uh, the Packers, quote, run defense, it's almost something that you say just because you have to, although it has not been good. Do you think it's better, worse, or the same? Hard to say. We'll find out tonight or Sunday afternoon. Um, I, I don't know. I, 
I would think that they certainly addressed some of the schematical issues that they had last year and um, like to take a different look at that, but it's too early to tell. I, I don't know. I certainly don't think they're any worse because I, because I think the problem was not um, personnel, and I think they added a linebacker there that can run to the alley. So I would, I'm, I, on the surface, I would say it should be better, but hard to tell. I, uh, I I look at the secondary, and I think it's probably one of the when, when you talk top to bottom with the experience, with the youth, with the height, uh, the height they have. I I like the Packers secondary. I think they're one of the top secondaries, probably top five, top seven in all of football. It's it's in front of them that I worry about. I think they can cover for quite some time though, which lo- lends itself to Preston and Zedaria Smith. I, I'm not expecting the same numbers. But wouldn't you figure they have to get close to what they did last year to replicate, say, somewhere similar, the same record? Well, yeah, I would say that. And I, I think, honestly, I, I think their numbers could be better this year. Uh, all reports are that uh, Rashawn Gary has uh, taken that necessary step that needs to be, and that, that's good on two fronts. A, on uh, dime situations, they'll be able to have all three of those fellows on the field. And if you need to spell a guy... And give these guys, I mean, and you saw it last year, you know, especially towards the end of the season, you know, Z and, uh, and Preston were, I mean, those guys were gassed. There just wasn't much left in the tank at the end of some of those games. And uh, if you could spell them and get the same or similar type production with Rayshon Gary, and if they, their snap counts can come down to maybe 80% total snaps rather than in the high 90s or mid-90s, I think that, that spells uh, a, a really serious trouble for other teams the uh the quarterback position i don't know why we're still asking the question about the relationship between mike or uh, matt lafleur and aaron Rodgers. this is the, like a, a moot point anymore isn't it i agree i i don't know you know i think it's it's not a relationship type issue i you know i had the conversation with uh pete doherty the other day and you know they all came from you know before it came from the, the, the basically the Mike Shanahan coaching tree, and you look at what Denver did with an aging John Elway. Uh, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is far away better than him at this point in his career than John Elway was. But a guy like that who's a prideful guy, he likes to wing the ball all over the field, and you give him a running game, a sound, sound running game with a smart quarterback like Aaron Rodgers and a sound running game. That's deadly, and it's deadly for schematical reasons primarily. And secondly, um, you know, all it's going to take is those safeties to make one false step on a play-action pass, and it likely can be six the other way. So it's really important, I think, um, not so much with the relationship between the two fellows as it is between Aaron Rodgers being able to settle in into the scheme and let the scheme operate for him. Do you like the run game this team now has with the, the, the size and ability of a guy like A.J. Dillon, or at least on paper, obviously Jamal Williams. They bring Dexter Williams back to the practice squad, so they have familiarity and depth there. Aaron Jones uh, progressing from last year. Are you excited about the way this run game is? Absolutely. You know, I, I, you know, I go back to the Rams a couple of years ago when they had Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley was the, the linchpin to that offense. Uh, both in the passing game and the running game, and, and the downfield passing game. 
So what I think when teams are going to see this, you know, that's the most one in, in, in recent history that we can point to that's a similar style of offense that we can reference for what could be this year. if they, Because you have the guy, the speedy guy that can get around the corner and be, be really effective in the running game with uh, Aaron Jones. Now you, you, you throw in there uh, Dylan, and he has the ability to pound it between the tackles. I think that's going to lend, that's going to soften up secondaries in the middle of the defense to open up the passing game. So, yeah, I really like it. You know, again, haven't seen anything, so I don't know how to, but on paper, um, certainly looks really, really exciting. Talking with Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press Gazette, talking Packers and Vikings coming up. Uh, the Vikings going to get a win in the postseason last year. It gets the monkey somewhat off the back of a guy like Kirk Cousins. Uh, Kirk Cousins, one of the better-rated quarterbacks going into last season. Do you think it gets better, or without Stephon T- Diggs, he get, it gets worse? Uh, give me your thoughts as far as uh, the, the way the, the Vikings offensively should look. Well, I think... You know, they're going to try to establish the run early, like everybody does. Um, and I think that, you know, quite frankly, um, if, he takes, if he stays at the even ground like he has been the last couple of years, I, you know, I think, um, uh, you know, things are going to be okay. I think he can lead that football team, um, you know, to a 9-7 and seven type season no matter what. I think the problem that they're going to face is going to be how is that defense going to react. you got some aging veterans on that team, a bunch of young guys. Missing a couple, uh, missing a key component uh, for how long? For at least for the first three weeks. So if they can come out of the Vikings, that is, can come out of the first three weeks, you know, two and one, I, I think can heck of a, they may have a, a heck of a season. But if they come out of their own three or one and two, it's going to be uh, rough sledding. Do you uh, the big? I mean, some of the storylines that I look to one the second wide receiver who's going to really emerge to be that go to guy. Uh, we I think we're all hoping it's Marquez Valdez Scantling because he's got the most upside with the speed and the leaping ability and the ability to get downfield. But I think it's uh, early on it's going to be Alan Lazard. But the other two storylines really go hand in hand: the defensive front and obviously the linebacking position and the lack of depth there. Give me your thoughts as some of the storylines you're following coming into this season. Well. All of those are really good storylines. I guess for me, um, you know the kind of guy I am. So the, the storyline for me is going to be the offensive line. Uh, taking uh, Brian Bulaga, who's been a stalwart there for eight, ten years. But now you're going to take him out, out of the mix. you got an injury at your who you, your presumptive starting right tackle. How is that whole thing going to work? And a guy like Lane Taylor is going to be playing right guard, who all accounts have had a great camp. But last year it looked like he was heading towards a scrap heap. So how is this whole thing um, going to – because that's really important, not only for the running game, but, you know, obviously for, for keeping 12 upright. So that's the number one story for me to watch that I, I'm excited about. And I think the, secondly for me is going to be the development of the tight ends. If they're going to use multiple tight end sets, the second wide receiver could be a moot point. It could be, a you know, a um, – uh, a collaborative of, of multiple different guys because I, I don't think they're going to be in 11 personnel. Certainly, we all remember, you know, for the last how many years of Mike McCarthy that 11 personnel was their primary set. That isn't the case anymore. I think their primary set is going to be 22 or 21 personnel. So, you know, then that, sec- that second wide receiver isn't as a big of a story in my eyes. I think the uh, who's going to be ever playing that nickel or the dime cornerback. Um, supersede that for me anyway. 
Um, and then the third story is going to be how they're going to be able to run the ball uh, effectively. It, can Aaron Jones stay healthy two years in a row? Can Dylan uh, shoulder some of the load? Um, uh, for me, those are my stories that I'm really interested in. And see how they play that. Out. That's a great point because we talked about that last night, that they were one of the healthiest teams in the NFL last year, had the least amount of games missed by starters, as a matter of fact, in the NFL. That is very, very hard to replicate because it's it, it not only is it something that happens because you have good health and conditioning, but some of it's just dumb luck. And last year they had a lot of luck on their sides. They won some games they probably shouldn't have, and it seemed like they just didn't get hurt. I mean, they were a pretty good team when it came to being healthy for the most part. That just doesn't happen. So you're right. When you talk about some of the injuries and the depth, the depth really on this team is where it's going to be kind of exposed as being good and right decisions, or it's going to be exposed as some bad decision-making, some bad drafting, some bad free agent pickups, and then you're going to find out what this team's really made of. Oh, I, I wholeheartedly agree. You know, it's not the it's not the roster on game one; it's the roster on game sixteen, and um, or twelve through sixteen. That last month of the season can make or break you. Um, so I, I think the reality is that they need to. Uh, you know, I think some of the part that the staying healthy is, or at least having your starters on the field, is if you have a good locker room. You know, yeah, strength and conditioning, blah blah blah. That that all makes sense, but it's the little nicks and the little injuries that if your locker room is strong. You you get out there. You find a way to do it because you have the love for your for the brothers next to you and the net locker next to you, the guy next to you in the huddle. And sometimes that is enough to over to uh, overpower and overcome some of those small nagging type injuries. You know the big ones, the big the knees and the, the big shoulders and things like that. You can't those are unavoidable at some point. But I think some of the nagging injuries sometimes if you have a strong strong locker room, those ones kind of find a way to, to heal themselves come Sunday. Great stuff as always, Eric. I look forward to talking to you on Monday. Have an enjoyable weekend, and we'll get back at it, okay? Oh, man, I can't wait. I, I be honest with you, I can count on one hand the number of days that I started my morning without a cup of coffee. Today is one <laughs> of them. Just, man, it's, if I think if I had a cup of coffee, my head would explode. I'm so excited. Just for the amped up. Amped up. I completely agree. Appreciate it, pal. Talk to you soon. Take care. There you go. That's uh, Eric Branchek of the Green Bay Press-Gazette joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE. Go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.